Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your host is Becky Olson. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends, and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Becky Olson. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Becky Olson. I'm the co-founder of Breast Friends. I'm also a five-time cancer survivor, a motivational speaker, and the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life. And I have two very exciting guests today that I am just I just can't wait to hear the re- their whole story here. Um, but before I do that, I wanted to share a little, uh, something I posted on Facebook earlier, r- like right after the first of the year. And it seems appropriate because this is our first show in 2021. And I know that, you know, this has been a, 2020 was a year I think we all kind of want to just put behind us. But um, it's been it's been a tough challenge. And I want to thank my dear friend, Gail Levine, for reminding me to stay in the light. It's a mantra that I've received from my friend Shawnee Fox, and I've been sharing it with all of you for over two years now. And it means to stay focused on things every day that bring you joy. And, and it's, sometimes it's, it's tough, especially in the year that we just had. Well, I usually remember to do that on my own, but this year has been tough for so many, including me. Besides the virus that has hurt so many families and still continues to threaten those we love, we've also had the most controversial political se- season in all my years of being a voter, and I'm old now, so I've been doing that for a long time. Well, this year we've seen the separation of the political season pull families and loved ones apart. We know a wonderful married couple that we're pretty close to. Well, they are on opposite sides of this from each other, and it's caused a division that impacts their many, many years of marriage. I've seen longstanding relationships and friendships end, at least for now. I've seen lost jobs, and for some of us, a battle with cancer. I'm in my fifth battle. Or maybe you have another serious medical challenge. And with all of those things put together, 2020 has simply been too much. As I was lamenting over all the loss I've witnessed this year, it was then that my friend Gail reminded me to stay in the light. She threw those words right back at me. And I loved her for that. We all need reminding from time to time. For you, my dear friends, turn off the news, turn on the music, stay out of political discussions, and for heaven's sake, don't hate someone simply because they disagree with your position on all of this. Life is difficult, but at least at least it's short, says Amy Coney Barrett. Enjoy what time you have left to be in support of those you love. Pray, dance, and do something to bring joy to others. In that effort, you will find joy for yourself. And I want to thank you for reading this. Thank you for being my friend. And please welcome in the new year as you never have before. Now, if you want to see this repeated, I put it on Breast Friends Around the Globe, which is a, a group page for any of you who like to listen to the show. You know, tap in there, ask to join, and I'll, I'll put you in. And then you can watch all of our um, current episodes, and you can read this post again. So, And so with that, I am really excited because it is the first of the year, and I know one thing that's on everybody's list always for New Year's resolutions is they want to get healthy, and this is the year they want to do it. And we have two wonderful people, Michelle Stravitz and Ilana Gammerman. They are the co-founders of Two Unstoppable. They're both cancer survivors and believe in the benefits of exercise. They're here today to share their personal journeys with us, how they came to start Two Unstoppable, and how exercise helped them through their journeys. Welcome, Michelle and Ilana. I'm so excited to have you guys here. So, Thank Michelle, you. We're so glad to be here. Oh, yay. Um, so, Michelle, let me start with you because... Our audience can't see you, and they don't really know who's going to be talking. So 
I'm going to call on each of you to answer different things and to talk about different topics. And if I address the wrong person, I'm sorry. Then the other one can just jump in and fix it. <laughs> okay. So bear with me. That'll Okay. So Michelle, let's start with you. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, anything personal you want the, our audience to know, and then tell us about your cancer journey. Of course. And so many of us are used to telling our stories, right, in so many different ways. Yeah. But um, Becky, again, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, my name's Michelle Stravitz. I'm a wife, a mother of four adult children. I'm an active yogi, a lifelong volunteer, a consultant, and CFO of a small business. And five and a half years ago, at the age of 48, I was diagnosed with a very aggressive form of breast cancer, triple negative breast cancer, stage okay. two, mm-hmm. um, with no family history or any reason to have suspected I would get cancer. There I was with a four centimeter mass in my left breast, just nine months after a clear 3D routine mammogram. So needless to say, as many of us have experienced, I was shocked, I was overwhelmed, I was scared, a whole host of new terms and medical concerns and lots and lots of decisions were being thrown at me. I was worried about my family, scared of the treatment ahead of me, and most of all, terrified that I wouldn't be here for the milestones of life, Um, an upcoming graduation, weddings, meeting my own grandchildren. Mm. And I just kept saying to the doctors, you know, I'm not done here yet. And of course, all that uncertainty was difficult. But like so many others on this journey, I also found my strength and things started to move quickly. Scans and tests, doctors, plans, um, and I began a long, difficult course of treatment, which included a port, 20 weeks of chemotherapy, surgery, six weeks of radiation, and lots and lots of follow-up. Because I had triple negative, as I mentioned, I did chemo first. And when I was going through chemotherapy, my oncologist was very clear with me. She told me to keep moving and that if I kept moving, I would actually feel less tired and less sick. Of course, that sounds counterintuitive, right? (laughs) We think we're going to be tired from chemo and we should just lay around and rest and just get through it. But it's really true. Um, I took her words to heart. And whether it was a walk with a friend, some light exercise, or a yoga class, I tried to move as much as I could safely during treatment. Exercise for me helped combat side effects. It made me feel less anxious. It gave me both emotional and physical energy. And I think most important of all, it made me feel more normal. That's wonderful. Um, And then, yeah, when I was done with treatment, I, you know, used the time and attention to attend a whole host of webinars and seminars on various topics. I took classes on the emotions of survivorship. I took a class on how to combat chemo brain for those of us who have experienced that fun. I need, uh, I need that one. I need yep. that one totally. <laughs> that fog is real. Yep. Um, you know, I went to classes on wellness, nutrition, mindfulness, and more, and Becky, do you know that every single one of those classes recommended exercise? That so, does not surprise me. It doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean we have many shows on that. And, um, you know, for our listeners, there, we have a lot of shows on nutrition and exercise and mindful, mindfulness, all the things that you, you know, found some benefit in hearing about. So, yeah, that's great. And I know we're going to get more into the specifics yeah. of exercise and how it benefits patients. Do you mind if we go ahead and hear from Ilana to have 
hear a little bit about her story, and then we'll um, kind of jump back into that. Is that okay? All right. So Ilana, I know I'm now Ilana's on the phone, so I'm not quite sure if there's going to be an even flow here, but we're going to find out. So Ilana, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your personal life and your cancer journey? Sure, sure. And I, I I'm sitting here, I just listening to Michelle, and I've heard her story, you know, a thousand times, and I'm like, I get chilled um, again, just sort of of hearing it all. And, you know, one of the things Michelle and I always say, you know, there's no, um, you know, two, uh, I guess, breast cancer stories that are alike. Um, We do share, you know, we have that commonality. We've had breast cancer, but our stories are really very different. Um, Mm -hmm. So just, uh, you know, pre pre to that is um, I'm also a mother. I have three wonderful grown sons, um, a wonderful supportive husband, and, um, again, um, you know, um, originally a, a registered nurse and then just basically um, became a, kind of a stay-at-home mom through my, as my kids grew up and, um, and with a lot of volunteer work, work um, sprinkled in all the time. And then, um, you know, and then breast cancer hit um, unexpectedly when I was 47. And just a little anecdote, this morning never gets easier, but I just had my ninth mammogram and, um, you know, sitting there in the waiting room waiting for them to come back to say whether they need to do some more films or, (laughs) you know, or something else, you know, it doesn't get easier, but I'm I'm happy to say that my ninth mammogram was clear. Good, good, good. That's a good way to start off 2021. (laughs) But but my cancer journey, again, was very different. Um, I did um, have a low-risk cancer when, um, when when I found it myself. And basically had um, lumpectomies, radiation, and then five years of tamoxifen. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much, unlike Michelle to me, who, um, you know, she really used her community um, and her friends and really much her family as such a, a wonderful support system, I really feel that my support system, besides obviously my immediate family, because, again, I mean, not going through chemo allows you to take a different, um, you know, to, you don't have to necessarily share the news with the world because it's not obvious that there's something going on with you. Mm-hmm. So my, I sort of maybe went a little more inward, but my, in a sense, best friend during my still a very stressful journey was my exercise. It was the yes. exercise that I did, that, that movement provided me with the opportunities on a daily basis to work through all the noise and chatter that was in my head. And, and exercise was very much something I relied on um, pre-cancer. I often say, and Michelle has heard this too, that exercise started off as a, as a habit in a sense, and it very much evolved into a hobby and it's really what makes me happy. I will say that when I got diagnosed, I was right in the midst of training for my first half Ironman um, wow. with a bunch of friends. <laughs> it was something we were working on, and it was just such a, a joy to be working on this. And then I got diagnosed, and then I thought that was diagnosis in April, and the, the race was in, in June. And I'm like, I'm still going to, how am I going to do this? I still got to do it. And it it worked out that timing-wise, that my doctors allowed me to postpone radiation until I finished my race. So I did the race on um, a Saturday, and that Monday morning, I started radiation. 
And because I know we want to move on, but it's truly, I think, what brings me to exercise is we, I mean, the physical benefits we're going to talk about, but what drives me to lace up my shoes and to do some form of activity is all of those, that emotional um, benefit that, that I get from exercise is it's that clarity in the brain. It's the stress. Um, and as soon as I start moving, my mindset becomes, just changes, I mean, automatically, which allows me then to have a better workout because I might not be so motivated. I might be tired, but then already just being outside and moving, um, just, you know, you know, those good, good, good feeling brain chemicals start coming through and then I'm motivated to exercise and, I don't think anybody in radiation ever saw me in regular clothes because I set my appointments at like 7 a.m. I came in there in gym clothes, and the minute I left radiation, <laughs> I went and did something. And that, as Michelle said, that gave me that sense of control. That was yeah. like, I'm. this is me. I'm Ilana. This is what I do, and I'm going <laughs> to be me throughout this process um, and not let, you know, necessarily what's going on in my life. So my exercise was you know, my true support system. And now with COVID and all of the stressors in our lives, I, I, you know, I can't do without it. Well, you know, I love something that you said in your opening comments that first for exercise, first it became a habit and then it became a hobby. I'm still waiting for that moment. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I just, how long do you think you have to do it as a habit in order for it to become something that you just want to do all the time? I mean, is it? Yeah, and I think there's actually research behind that, and I'm, I forget what they say, but is it, you know, Michelle, if you've heard, I think it's like, I don't know, if you do it for like, is it like three months of doing 20, something? 21 days kind of, to turn something think, into a habit. Yeah, but. and I think that, um, this is Michelle, I think that it's different for everyone. I think that each of us comes yeah. at it with a different relationship. Uh, Elon and I always joke that she and I have different relationships with exercise. Uh, we have them before cancer and now we have them after cancer. Um, and it's, and therefore it's different for everyone. And so the amount of time it really takes you to change your behaviors and change your life um, is unique to you. And it, you know, I think having support from others can help. Having your own internal motivation can help. And again, some combination of that is what works for each of us. You know, I just wanted to let, let you ladies know, we're supposed to take a break right now, but I just asked our engineer to skip this first break because we have way too much to talk about. So, But we do yes, have to take do. the second one. So okay. I've got a, got a wonderful sponsor that needs their message out there. So, um, so we will have to take the second one. So we'll skip this first one. But, um, you know, I know we've already kind of covered some of this, but... Ilana, I have you, I have a question for you, and that was really, what are the benefits of exercise after breast cancer? You know, I mean, I know you both worked, you know, with, you did exercise through your cancer, which I, which I think would be very difficult for some people, if, depending on what kind of treatment they're on, but everyone can do something. But what about, let's go for after, after breast cancer, and then let's, then we're going to talk about some yeah, other stuff. So, and and even today, um, you know, we read a lot, um, and I'll just make a note. You know, we also it's 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 almost from that point of diagnosis. There's a lot of research being done now on prehab, so prehabilitation. So you got diagnosed, you kind of know what your treatment plan is, and it's it's at that point that it's great to even start an exercise plan. Maybe meeting with a um, an exercise trainer, somebody who has advanced 
certification in, in cancer exercise or physical therapist has that is focused on cancer and kind of seeing where you are now and actually building, in a sense, your body for for the marathon that's ahead. We train for a marathon. We just don't go out and do it. We have to train for that. And astronauts going off into space have to train their bodies before they go up into space for, for that length of time. So that it's that same notion with prehab. So exercise is definitely great from diagnosis, and it's definitely um, recommended during treatment and after treatment. And there is so, so much research out there, and I'm saying not just hundreds of articles, but thousands of articles that talk about exercise and its protective nature. There's um, a quote that Michelle and I love to repeat all the time is, you may have heard this too, Becky, that really sums up in a way exercise. If the benefits of exercise could be encapsulated in a pill, it would be prescribed to every cancer patient worldwide. <laughs> I would like and, that. <laughs> I mean, that to me, right? I mean, I know, yep. right? <laughs> yep. No, you, I, you I, know, love, I love that. that. And uh, um, another really simple quote is, exercise is good, do more of it, especially if you've had cancer. And that especially part comes in really what exercise can done. And this is a little bit, and I'll just kind of be, you know, brief, is that it almost can be summarized what the research shows, you know, with, in, with four, in a sense, bullet points, is that exercise has been shown to reduce recurrence and increase survival. Exercise can make treatment, this is a little bit of during treatment, can make treatment more effective by slowing tumor growth and even can potentially reduce tumor size. Um, Exercise can ease the effects of treatment by helping us with our cardio and respiratory fitness. And a huge thing is to lessen muscle loss during the course of treatment. Our, you know, your cardiorespiratory fitness can you know, be reduced as much as 30%. And then we both talked about just the benefits of it for emotional health, anxiety, mood, fatigue. I mean, exercise is really, in a nutshell, can improve your quality of life and can improve your outcomes. And, you know, breast cancer treatment is, is different for everybody, but if you've had chemo and then if you've had surgery and lymph node removal and, and depending on what kind of reconstruction, I mean, there is... There's, you know, limits in, in mobility. There's limits in range of motion. There may be some peripheral neuropathy. And all of these side effects of treatment, it's just you can turn right to exercise and go, okay, well, fatigue, exercise, you know, some neuropathy, exercise. If you have trouble moving, you know, certain limbs, okay, exercise. It's, you can almost take bullet for bullet every side effect, and then you can show where exercise comes in that can help. Wonderful. So it really, I mean, exercise, you know, really is medicine for patients with cancer. And there's efforts underway to really integrate exercise into standard, into routine um, cancer treatment. So you go to your doctor and, you know, you get your whole treatment plan. You know what's happening, you know. But then another piece of that treatment plan is exercise because it's such a critical part in, in that journey. Can't say enough about it. <laughs> well, 
with that, Michelle, I, w- I know I've, I wanted to ask you some questions about um, what side effects can be addressed, but I think Ilana just kind of covered some of that. Um, why don't you speak to the... I, I remember when I went through treatment, I mean, I did have chemo and I did have radiation and, and adding chemo into the mix really kind of does something different to you than not having chemo. And so let me, I know you had chemo because you were, you did that before you even did anything else, as I recall you saying. Um, yes. So why don't you speak to exercise for cancer patients who are in the midst of treatment? Because I remember I was really tired and I was in pain and the thought of getting off my couch and going to do something just didn't thrill me. Yes. So again, as I mentioned earlier, um, the whole concept of moving when you feel so fatigued or you don't feel well is mm-hmm. seems counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. But the truth is that to the extent that you can, um, movement actually helps to mitigate some of those side effects. So in the area of fatigue, believe it or not, uh, exercise is considered the number one treatment for for cancer-related fatigue. And we define cancer-related fatigue in a number of ways. One of those, as you said, is chemotherapy simply just makes you tired. It takes a lot out of your body and -hmm. it makes you tired. But if you can get moving, you're actually less likely to feel as fatigued. But cancer-related fatigue also comes from worry and anxiety and fear. And as Ilana talked about, exercise can help mitigate that as well because it helps us to think more clearly. It's known to reduce anxiety in people and the feelings of anxiety. So if you can actually mitigate some of that anxiety and clear your head of some of the worry, you might sleep better. And then finally, yeah, finally, uh, uh, chemotherapy with the steroids that they give us and, and all kinds of, you know, sort of messing with our system, so to speak. Many of us experience insomnia. I mean, there were many nights where I found myself awake in the middle of the night. And those are really difficult, scary times because that's when your head, you know, you kind of get it away from yourself. So exercise can actually help you sleep better, both because you've tired out your body And, um, you know, you're kind of normalizing things. So it can actually help you sleep better and reduce that insomnia, again, back to the cycle of lowering your fatigue. So one huge side effect that um, we all, many of us deal with for a long time to come, and it's not just during chemotherapy, it's, is that cancer related fatigue. And again, exercise is the number one way to treat that. I think also, um, just that feeling of control of something in your life helps us to sort of feel better, sleep better, operate better. Um, so at, for me, it was you know taking control of something that I could control when so much of your life feels out of control during treatment. Um, that can be very helpful. Um, you also had asked earlier about um, exercise after treatment ends. And, you know, Ilana talked in her earlier when she was telling you about her mammogram this morning, right? Many of us go through that fear of recurrence and um, fear of, you know, am I going to survive this thing long term? And the statistics are extraordinary, particularly in the area of breast cancer. Studies show that women who get 150 minutes of moderate to vigorous exercise a week, and that's just simply the number that was used in the studies are shown to have a 40 to 50% reduction in recurrence. That's um, wonderful and inspiring. And, and similar when, when statistics talk, let me, for... Yeah. Let me ask you a quick question, though. 
um, just because it's just driving me nuts that I don't know this Absolutely. answer yet, and I will forget it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, when you're talking about exercise, what are we talking about? Are we talking? I mean, we're not talking about running, you know, gearing up for a marathon. What are Absolutely what, not. What is a level of exercise that's appropriate for cancer patients? And and Ilana, if you want to jump in on this too, you know, you guys just kind of can go back and forth for a minute. But forth, I don't want to run out of time, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So, so the recommendation um, overall is, and I'm going to give you sort of the official recommendation, right? Is to get to that 150 minutes a week of some sort of exercise. Now. That is no different than the general population. I mean, the recommendation everywhere is to try to get in 150 minutes of some sort of exercise. Also, the recommendation is to try to include some sort of a, something that will raise your heart rate, right? Cardio exercise of some sort, and to try to incorporate some sort of strength or resistance training. Now, that being said, my definition of exercise and your definition of exercise are maybe different. And the best exercise is the one you're going to actually do. So when we talk about exercise, we can be talking about taking a walk. We can be talking about yoga. If somebody likes to run or likes to swim or likes to bike, they should do that. If they prefer to walk or do yoga or something that involves resistance training, there are classes but also gardening is exercise and belly dancing is exercise. Oh, my I husband would like that one. <laughs> there you go. See, I should learn um, that. Dancing, dancing yeah. is exercise. Um, there are so many ways to get in those minutes. And one thing that a lot of people like to hear is they don't all need to be in a row. You do not have to work out for 45 minutes in a gym in order for it to count. Every two minutes that you walk up the stairs in your home, that you vacuum, that you garden, that you walk, they all count. So you can add up those 150 minutes, two minutes at a time, and it I all counts. I can count. do two minutes. I can do two minutes. Everybody, there you go. Is there anybody that when, can't do two minutes? You know, when we go back, yeah, yeah, we and, go back to shopping at the malls or yeah. the stores, you can just simply park a little further away and get an extra two minutes in walking across the parking lot. Absolutely. I mean, really, um, like while you're sitting, you know, I mean, cooking in your kitchen, you know, maybe it's doing some sort of push-ups on your counter. I mean, we, as Michelle said, we really don't try to, you know, spend too much time on the guidelines because that's something that you can hopefully, every person can slowly aim to achieve, but it's almost taking away that stereotype in, in our minds sometimes. What is exercise? Well, really, exercise is moving, moving our bodies and doing something that moves you, that excites you, that's going to make you want to do it again. And it's not that traditional thing of, I got to go to the gym, take a class and, and sweat and move my body till I want to vomit. It's really, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, right now in our times, it's, you know, finding ways to, to move, whether it's a little walk, exercising during a commercial, incidental activity. Um, you know, sometimes when I was like in a little bit of a mood too and I couldn't go outside, I put on some fun music and danced in my house for a little bit. But, you know, we are really about, you know, we'll talk about to Unstoppable, but our mission really is to inspire you. And although people out there that might be listening, just inspire you to move and, and to be yeah. happy if today was just five minutes and say, well, maybe tomorrow I'll, I'll, I can do 10 and just slowly, right. slowly building up slowly work and not thinking up. that five minutes is not good enough. Yeah, no, that's I good. I also want to, 
I also want to uh, remind everyone that for those who are either going through treatment or recovering from treatment, one of the mantras that we also share is be patient with your body. So be patient with yourself and be patient with your body. Our recovery is almost never as fast as we want it to be. Um, those muscles don't come back easily, but they do come back. And there may be, as Ilana said, there may be one day where you can do 20 minutes of exercise, but another day you can barely walk to the mailbox. And again, you have to be patient with your body. So while you want to motivate yourself, also be kind to yourself. And um, just just remember, right. I, I will share that when I started after treatment, when I had completed treatment and I started to do just a little bit of strength work, because what I learned is that you can lose an awful lot of muscle mass in just six months of chemotherapy, um, actually as much as you would normally lose in 10 years. So I started to work on my muscles. And do you know that I was doing a bar class where you do small weights and you're lifting, let's say, with your arms, and I had no weight in my hands. I, I, I could barely lift the, the weight of my own arms to do the exercise. And that's how I started. And I just had to be patient and keep working at it. And slowly, slowly, I was able to lift a, you know, a two-pound weight and then a three-pound weight and so on. So, again, be patient with your body. That's really great advice. And I just want to add a really quick little thing. I had a friend come over years ago when I was on chemo, and she ended up cleaning my house. That's, she surprised me with a visit with a bucket full of cleaning supplies and she brought a big stack of CDs, and I had no idea what they were for. That's how she gets her exercise. She puts her music on when she was cleaning my kitchen. And yes, I did let her do it. <laughs> it was wonderful. And she was in there doing leg lifts and bouncing around, and, and that's how she gets her exercise. She just puts it on as background music and then dances to it as she goes from project to project. And and her her energy was so contagious, I actually got myself off the couch and I started doing some things, too. I didn't dance, but I did some other things, and it made me feel like a million bucks just getting getting off the couch. Yeah. Her energy was totally contagious. So if you have a friend, I know in these days of COVID, it's really hard. Even the gyms are closed right now. So it's hard to, to do this with somebody, but go out for a walk. If you have an animal, this is a great time to take them out for a walk and and, you know, just do things with them and put music on in your house and dance from room to room. I mean, it all it all adds up, right? I mean, like you said, two minutes at a time to get to 150 minutes a week. You can do that. Two minutes at a time. I think songs are like three or four minutes long. So right there, do you want dance to one song and you got three or four minutes in. So. Becky, I just love your story and I love it for two reasons. One is because it is reminding us that we can get exercise in lots of different ways, mm -hmm. a little at a time or, mm -hmm. right, cleaning your house is a very vigorous activity and can give you a lot of exercise. I, I've been doing a lot of that <laughs> during this pandemic. And then the other piece is that having a friend to join you and motivate you and do it with you is actually a big piece of what Two Unstoppable is all about. It's actually about finding the motivation and support from another person who can buddy up with you. And Two in Two Unstoppable is actually about that concept of buddying up with a friend or another woman who's had cancer to um, motivate each other and support each other. Um, and that actually came from our personal experiences. Ilana was ahead of me on the breast cancer journey. She had had breast cancer several years before me. And so when I went through my process and I was going through chemotherapy and I was trying to walk because my doctor had told me to um, keep moving, I, um, 
Ilana would say, you know, what can I do for you? And I'd say, come walk with me. So we had many days where we took a walk together. And in doing that, she not only got me moving and feeling safe, because I was a little afraid to walk alone. um, She also gave me advice um, from someone who knew. So when I was getting ready for my surgery, I was actually able to ask her, you know, what's it like to have a lumpectomy? What's the recovery like? What did it feel like? What are those things they're talking about? What are those drains they're talking about? (laughs) And so on, right? Yeah, it's nice to have that person. Exactly. And when I got ready for radiation, it was the same thing. She was able to tell me about her experience with radiation and what that was like going every day and so on. So actually, the whole idea of having someone to 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 do my exercise with, to walk with, but then also to get that emotional and social support along the way um, was just incredibly powerful. You know, this is really exciting to me because, you know, the two of you obviously became, fr- I don't know if you were friends before your cancer journeys, maybe. We were. Okay, that, well, we that's were. good. And then you, then you both went through this experience and then at some point in time you started an organization. And the reason I love this is because when I, um, I'm the co-founder of Breast Friends, and the other co-founder is Sharon Hennepin, and she and I started this together, and we became, we knew each other prior to our cancer journeys, but we really became friends, I think, after the cancer journey. She went through it three years before me, and we ended up taking that experience together and figuring out what was missing in the world of breast cancer support, and we kind of figured it out, and we put together Amazing. an organization that's been around for 20 years now, you know, and... So we wow. love that when you've got somebody that you can do something like this with. Whether it doesn't have to be a a big thing like starting a nonprofit, but just starting an exercise program together, two heads together. I mean, you just this is the one time that one and one doesn't equal two. One and one equals a whole bunch, you know. And and when you can right. do so much more. And we've often talked about how breast friends probably wouldn't have survived if one of us had dropped out. And now yeah. we've been going so so long. We have a new executive director and. And we're, you know, going strong. So, you know, it's all really working well. We're going to go out to break here pretty quickly. When we come back from break, I really want to hear about Two Unstoppable, what you guys do. Um, It's going to be our shortest segment, so kind of be aware of that. But um, we do want to hear about Two Unstoppable and how people can reach you guys to learn more about the programs that you offer. And the one thing I am going to ask you to do when we come back is your website list many reasons for exercise, but I want to know from both of you what you think is the most important reason. You know, I went to your website and it's stuff pulled from the American Cancer Society, which is great. They've got good resources. But what is the most important reason? If you had to single out one thing that our listeners could take home today. So do that when we come back from break. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. Female cancers affect women, but women's effects are felt throughout our families, workplaces, and communities. Electa is driving advances in precision radiation medicine across our portfolio of devices. 
By enabling treatment that is highly responsive to changes in tumor shape, position, and biology, but doesn't compromise the health of surrounding tissue and the patient, we protect the moments that matter in the lives of women with female cancers and everyone they touch. Learn more at Electa.com. That's E-L-E-K-T-A dot com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about the importance of exercise with our guests, Michelle Stravitz and Ilana Gammerman of Two Unstoppable. And this information you ladies have been providing to us has been really terrific, and we really, really appreciate it. So I think I, I really kind of would like to know, um, well, first off, the answer to the question I asked before the break. So what, to each of you, if you had to pick out one of the most important reasons for people to exercise, what's the one thing? So, Becky, I think that that answer is absolutely unique to each person. The most important reason to exercise is the one that's going to motivate you to exercise. So, for each of us, it's different what puts the fire under our belly. You know, for me, I happen to have heard a statistic in a nutrition class about how much muscle mass you lose in six months of chemotherapy and you can lose as much as 10 years of natural aging. And for me, that was in my mind as something that got me moving. And then, of course, the statistics on better survival rates and lower recurrence rates for breast cancer. Wonderful. But again, it's, it's unique to each person. It's whatever gets you moving. Ilana, what do you, what's your right. response to that? Yeah, and I, you know, the way I would say it, too, is um, exercise really, I think, for everybody, you know, really has an element of enhancing your quality of life. I mean... And, you know, and by, by, by moving, whether it's sometimes you don't even think you're exercising, but if you're out and you're walking with somebody in a park, you're actually getting exercise. But, wow, isn't that experience of being outdoors? It's making you feel good that day. It's so, to me, for, for life, um, for longevity, it's, you know, it's really, in, you know, incorporating some kind of movement into our, our, our daily life. So we, maybe we don't even look at it as exercise, but it's, it's something that we do to increase our, you know, our, our joy, our happiness. Um, if we can sort of, you know, again, it's again turning how um, the exercise word and kind of making it a little different. So it's just finding ways to move our body. And that, again, as Michelle said, can be anything that you enjoy doing. We have a good friend that works with us in Two Unstoppable, um, and she's she loves pickleball. You know, so maybe pickleball is is something unique to her. Um, so it's really finding that joy, and then that I think in turn 
really enhances quality of life. Wonderful. So if I had to summarize this, I guess what I would say is, like in my opening comments, to stay in the light, find something that brings you joy and, and do it regularly. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's basically what Michelle was saying. Do, you know, do something that you will do because you like it. And then and that whole thing will improve your overall quality of life. And that's really what Ilana was saying. You exactly. both kind of said both, but that's what I picked up. So I think that's a very valid reason for our, our audience to really take to heart what you're saying. And um, so with that, let's talk about what you guys do. What does Two Unstoppable do? Um, and maybe you could give a, a kind of just an over, overview of, of what the offerings are. Is that okay? Sure. I love to talk about this. So look, <laughs> I've been feeling. talking for the past 40 minutes or so about how important exercise is. But we also know as fellow breast cancer survivors that it's really hard. And so we recognize that women with cancer need help to get moving. Um, and so we founded Two Unstoppable to inspire and support women to get moving and to incorporate some form of exercise into their lives to take control and improve their own outcomes. So we do this in several ways. Okay, two unstoppable. First of all, um, we are called the number two unstoppable because we use um, a buddy system to help inspire support and hold women accountable for their exercise. We offer a free fitness buddy matching program for women who have had cancer whether someone's recently diagnosed or they're a 20-year survivor, we support any woman with any cancer, um, and all of our programs are free, so they can find each other and become each other's fitness partners. So it's literally like a dating service for exercise buddies. It's on our website, um, www.2unstoppable.org, and you just go in, just like a dating service, and you you know set up a, a profile, and you can search and find a, an exercise buddy. And that's so that you can have the motivation, support, and accountability. But we also do some other things. We feel like part of inspiring women to get moving is to provide education and information and all kinds of resources that whatever works for you. So we have a whole section on our website of what we call resources And um, we have articles, we have videos, we have um, access or links to cancer exercise specialists. Those are fitness professionals who are trained to work with cancer patients. So women can find classes and trainers and programs that might work for them. And in this world of the pandemic, there are so many virtual programs out there and they're very, um, they're very effective actually. So the second thing that we do is to offer resources the third is that we, we've kind of created a community, uh, a two unstoppable community, and we hold events. Um, there are several kinds of events that we hold. Um, and, and again, given this pandemics and, and safety considerations, they are now all virtual and all on the Zoom platform. So they're accessible to anyone, any woman in, in the United States can access it for free and participate in our events. We have some one-time classes, um, typically on the weekends, where you can try a new modality of exercise. So before the pandemic, we actually had a pickleball program. But during this time, we've had um, belly dancing. We have a cardio strength class coming up on Sunday. Um, We have um, cardio drumming we've tried. So there's lots of different kinds of just try it once and see if you like it. Um, We also have a once a month yoga for cancer class that we offer. 
And um, those have been incredibly successful and really effective via Zoom. We also do um, monthly meetups and monthly walk and talks where we meet up, then we all go walk on our own, and then we meet up again. Again, we used to do them in person, but now we're doing them virtually and people can access them. We have people participating from all over the country. So we have a whole bunch, a whole schedule on our website of events. And these are just ways to get moving together. Um, And then the last thing I just wanted to mention in Mm -hmm. terms of what Two Unstoppable offers is our newest program. I I keep joking that it has just been wildly successful. And it's, again, a silver lining of this virtual world. Uh, Starting in September, we started offering a class called Two Unstoppable Strong. It's a progressive group exercise class. It is now 10 weeks long. Yesterday, we just kicked off our third uh, group. Um, It's a 10-week program offered via Zoom free for um, any women who have completed treatment but are within the first year of completing treatment. And if they um, are eligible for the class, they can participate and they do. um, The class incorporates weekly Zoom classes, recorded classes, a complimentary walking program. And of course, each woman in the program is assigned a buddy. So speaking about the buddy, Ilana, can you tell us more about how that buddy system works? I mean, I know you, you covered it uh, quickly, Michelle, when you were talking about it, but can you go into a little bit more detail about how sure. that matching program works? Sure, sure. And, um, you know, one of the things, you know, that we love, you know, with Two Unstoppable, again, it's sometimes what we do is, is the whole buddy system and connecting women to different, um, or allowing them to find different choices to move and what's, who's, who better to move with is with somebody who gets it. So we can, we all have friends that support us, but, you know, you know, even us three talking on, you know, today, I mean, we all get it. We've all been there. And that's what mm-hmm. is so wonderful about the buddy system because you are, you know, hoping to connect with another woman who really understands what you're going through. So as Michelle said, it's, it's, uh, we call it sometimes the match.com for women who've had a cancer diagnosis. <laughs> so anytime in, in a woman's journey, whether she's newly diagnosed or even 10 years out of treatment, and it's not just for breast cancer. So any woman, um, any time in her life, and any kind of cancer can sign up. And it's a, it's a very simple um, process, really, because we don't necessarily put you through this whole questionnaire asking so much about your history. You pretty much can answer some questions and share what you feel comfortable with. So you sign up, a little bit of account information, you answer some questions, and then you basically can go in and browse profiles just like you would in a dating site. You can narrow your your search based on a woman's age, based on their geographic location, um, and based on their cancer diagnosis too. Uh, It's a very sort of, um, I say basic system, but I will, but 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 it works. And the women, I just want for anybody who's listening, We've had some women, like we have one woman that we love, you know, in our program, and she's like, I've got three buddies from Two Unstoppable. And um, and now because of the virtual world that we are in, um, women are not necessarily looking for somebody that is maybe within their zip code. They're more than happy to find a support system from somebody that's in, you know, in a different state. So you certainly can buddy up and meet somebody and and walk and talk. You know, pick up the phone you, and you, you know, I walk in Virginia and somebody can walk in, you know, Connecticut. You can still have that supportive buddy. The key is once you have your profile up, and I'll say this, you know, the key, the women who have had success in finding that supportive buddy, um, 
is because they put in a profile, they browse, they go, oh, gee, I think this woman kind of would be a good match for me. I'm going to send her a message. And then they go and send a message, and that starts that dialogue. Um, Do they also so put a on bit their, of sign their up form and send, just a, and Can send a, a message? Can I ask a quick question? I'm sorry, I don't want to run sure. out of time, and I've got a quick question for you, and we are almost out of time. Um, can they put yeah. in there what their likes are? Like, the, I love to dance, I love to study. Oh, absolutely. I love to, okay, they so you can, can put their cancer diagnosis, what, what they like to do, what they like to exercise, their hobbies, um, when they like to exercise. Free. I'm a morning person, I'm an afternoon person. Absolutely. Yes, Becky, this entire program is free. It's free and available it? to any. So we're a, we're a nonprofit, uh-huh. and um, we've had the generosity of private donations. Um, mm-hmm. We're always taking donations, so anyone's yeah, we, willing to also go <laughs> totally on our website that. and <laughs> make a donation. Yeah, you get it. Um, but yeah, this is funded privately um, through a couple of family foundations and a lot of um, just individual donations that people have you know, been very generous and supported our work. So we're very committed to providing all of our programs at no charge to the women who have had cancer. We, we have enough barriers in our lives. We don't need yeah. that to be a barrier to exercise. And um, again, the virtual world has enabled us to offer an, you know, a lot to women all over the country. Well, ladies, this has been really great, and I think we're going to have to have you both back because this conversation went so quickly, and we are out of time. And so I just wanted to thank you so much. Again, it's two unstoppable, and it's the number two, not TWO, so just the number two, unstoppable.org, and you can learn all about their programs. You can sign up for anything that's on there for free. Wow, that's amazing. And we really just appreciate you both so much for being on here um, I have to give a quick little plug to our program as well. So Breast Friends also is a nonprofit. We encourage you to please join Breast Friends Around the Globe, which is a Facebook group page. So you can go on there. You can actually comment. You don't have to. You can post things. You don't have to wait to comment. So everything that, that you post is free. I mean, is, is accessible. We do ask you, though, to limit it to things that are being discussed on the show, not just using it for your own to sell jewelry or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So please, please be aware of that. Also, consider making a donation to Breast Friends because we also don't charge anyone to listen to our show or to be a guest on our show, but we do have to pay for the show. So uh, consider making a donation. Um, and there's there's ways to do it. You can go to breastfriends.org and make a donation online, or you can text it. Um, but with all of that, I just have to let you know one more time that we will be back next week. And until then, remember... There is always hope, and we are here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 12 o'clock noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope, and we are here to help you find it. We'll talk again next time.